Welcome to Conversations with Reinforced Engineers podcast, India's first podcast for and by civil engineers. Join us on our journey to simplify and bring you experiences straight from the industry. This is your host Gokul Ji Kumar along with co-host ES Krishnaram and Padmadeep Joshi. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the all new episode of Conversations with Reinforced Engineers podcast. So guys this is our 11th episode and we are really grateful for the love and support you have shown to us. We will continue this work and will bring you improvised and new content right from the industry. I am your host Gokul Ji Kumar and with me I have ES Krishnaram our co-host. So you guys will be knowing that Krishna recently published an article on mutual funds. So uh, you'd have read that or if you have not visit www.eskrishnaram.com or click the link um in the comment section below to access the article this episode will be based on the article and uh, where you guys will get more clarity on mutual funds its types and uh, which one you should go or uh, you should choose for then uh, what are the terms associated with uh, these mutual funds and much more so most of us are confused while hearing the term mutual fund because we know that there are a lot of types and uh, there are uh, there are some there are some degree of uh, risk associated with each one of them so let's clear our doubt here itself and uh, if there persists any doubt even after hearing this episode drop your doubt in the comment section and we are here to help you so without wasting more time uh, we welcome krishna krishna you can say hi to our audience so as google already mentioned we'll be talking about mutual fund in depth and as he again mentioned if you haven't gone through the article uh, i recommend you go through the article first and then come back and listen to this episode because i guess that is how you would be able to get the most value out of this episode so we'll jump right away gopal okay so krishna uh, we will give a basic introduction of mutual funds first and uh, how it is different from investments like shares and bonds and tell our audience more about mutual fund sai hai campaign so basically mutual fund is an investing instrument as we'll see there are multiple kinds of mutual funds but the fundamental area where a mutual fund and a stock is different is that when you are buying a stock you are buying a single stock that is say maybe take something like reliance when you are buying the stock of reliance you are buying an or you are getting an ownership in the company right but when you are buying it through a mutual fund what you are doing is that you are buying shares of multiple companies through a asset management company that would be the fund house through which mutual fund is executed right so it would be like the fund manager you are giving your money to the fund manager and the fund manager is using the money that you have given it and there are a number of other investors that is putting in money to the mutual fund house they'll pool that amount and collectively invest it in multiple number of shares it it might not be in shares itself they can also invest in uh, say even other securities such as debt gold even real estate for that matter so that is the primary area where a mutual fund and a stock market is different stocks you are buying individual companies so in a mutual fund you would be giving your cash to a fund manager and he would be deploying that fund in the stock market or even the debt market in a manner that he deemed is correct for the current market condition it may vary in between also that is not an issue so i guess that is the very initial part and uh, coming to the mutual fund sahi hai campaign as pointed out by google see uh, we used to 
hear about this mutual fund after somewhere around 2014-15, right? Because we started seeing all these ads on um, even TV, social media, everywhere we started seeing this ad campaign, mutual fund sahi hai. And I guess even today, uh, I guess most of the newspapers in Kerala, it was there. Like this mutual fund sahi hai campaign is starting strong. They have hired Dhoni, Sachin Tendulkar and all. Uh, if you must have seen the advertisement, you yes, can see it. Yes, true, true. Yeah, yes. so they are, they, are, they are also coming back again strongly. So actually, um, the mutual fund Sahihai campaign had a very huge positive impact. And uh, more people started thinking about it, like mutual fund as an investment opportunity. Because what used to happen was that people used to day trade or people used to invest in stock market. But most of the people were, uh, what do you say, scared of this stock market. They, they felt that it was gambling. Uh, you you might lose a lot of money in the stock markets and things like that. But uh, the campaign had a very huge positive impact. And uh, now I guess people are more informed about what mutual funds are, what are the various offerings, and even some of the risks that are associated with investing in mutual funds. True, Krishna. Many of them know about mutual funds, but uh, a lot of people are confused among the type of mutual funds because there are a lot of types and uh, they don't know where to invest or which mutual uh, mutual fund to choose. So uh, I think we should give clarity on uh, the types first. So the actual issue was much more prevalent back like two or three years back because there were hundreds and thousands of mutual funds. And I guess it was back in 2019 or something, uh, SEBI came up and said that, okay, you can't have a number of mutual funds because say, if you take any mutual fund house, they had multiple number of mutual funds and for a specific, say, say something like large cap fund. So then SEBI came in, came in and said that, you can only have one large cap mutual fund in your portfolio as a fund fund house. Uh, fund house, what I'm meaning is that, say, HDFC, say, ICICI, say, Parat, Parik, fund houses like that. Under a particular category, they can only have one mutual fund. So actually, that simplified it a lot because uh, now the number of offerings that is coming from one particular asset management company is comparatively lower if you compare it three to four years back. So now it is mm-hmm. comparatively better, but I would still say there is n number of options in the market and it would be uh, very confusing for a beginner to start with because literally there are hundreds of mutual funds so krishna what are the broad types of mutual funds okay so uh, at a very broader level uh, fundamentally you can say that um, there are three types of mutual funds the first would be equity mutual funds the next one would be debt mutual funds and the third would be hybrid uh, hybrid being a mix of both equity and debt so coming to equity mutual funds, uh, an equity mutual fund is one which predominantly invests in equity shares or other share-related instruments. What it basically means is that SEBI as a regulating body has said that if you want to classify yourself as an equity mutual fund, you should hold at least at least 65% of your total portfolio in direct stocks. The other 35 uh, say the fund manager has the liberty, say if, if he feels that the market is too volatile, he wants to have some other instruments in the fund, that is fine. He can have up to 35%. But the fund needs to maintain at least 65% in equity at all time. So basically you will get higher returns. But the issue is that you are going to have you're going to have to take much more risk than say putting your money in something like an FD. But if you are going to take some risk, you will be rewarded with some reward right that is why people uh, are willing to invest in equity mutual funds so coming on to debt mutual fund 
if you see what a debt mutual fund is it is something that is far less riskier than an equity mutual fund why so because debt mutual funds are schemes that invest in debt instruments and what are debt instruments it's like uh, you must have already heard about uh, bonds right so a debt mutual fund invest in say corporate bonds dependers government bonds treasury bills and uh, other money market related instruments so you're going to be getting much less return when compared to an equity mutual fund but you know to some extent and with certain degree of accuracy that okay you are going to get 8% or 9% for the next 2 or 3 years because that is how these instruments work so if you are a risk averse investor and you need a stable and predictable income it is better that you go with something like a debt mutual funds and again even debt mutual fund and equity mutual funds have their own subcategories under them uh, we'll come back to that later so the third type of mutual fund is a hybrid mutual fund and as the name suggests it's a mixture of both equity and debt and the fund manager has the liberty to uh, decide what percentage of the portfolio should be in equity and what percentage of the uh, portfolio is in debt instrument so compared to pure equity funds the returns might be lower but you are getting that returns at a very lower risk so i would say it is win win and compared to a debt mutual fund you would be getting some extra return because you are having this equity component and you would also be having some stability because you are also having debt instrument i guess those are the three major subcategories of uh, mutual funds we'll definitely jump into the uh, further subcategories along the way krishna you told about uh, the types of mutual funds uh, like debt mutual funds equity mutual funds but uh, as a common person uh, like my, uh, if i am going to invest uh, where should i concentrate more or uh, where should i allocate most of my fund so what should be the ratio if i uh, go for debt and uh, equity mutual funds see actually this entire conversation comes under the allocation towards equity and debt comes under asset allocation it is fundamentally better that you have equity and debt and the idea is that see when you are a young investor it is understood that you are in a position to take a higher degree of risk right say maybe as a 25 year old i would be happy to take uh, some some amount of risk to get like 2 or 3 or 4% of extra returns but that might not be the case for say someone who is say something like 58 59 and is going to retire in one year right so as a young investor there is this thumb rule for uh, allocation towards equity and debt it is like 100 minus your age say if you are 25 years old you will have 75% of your portfolio in equity and 25% in debt that is a very basic thumb rule but the idea is that if you are young you have more exposure to equity and you gradually step it down to higher percentage for debt as you grow older krishna if i take an example like if i am going to invest as a beginner so uh, where should i invest which all funds should i choose see it is always better you do your own study you understand what is happening in the market and then make a decision but if i am to say something i would say in the initial very very initial years of your investing journey i would say you pick one large cap mutual fund you invest regularly into the fund you analyze for a year or two how the fund is moving how is the market impacting the uh, this uh, individual mutual fund then you will be in a better position to understand right so in the initial years i mean as a beginner i would say uh, you you just don't go blindly by the returns or try to do everything all at once you pick one mutual fund you invest it and that i would say it would be better if it is a large cap mutual fund or say even for that matter an index fund that would be great 
you don't jump into small cap mid cap or uh, all the other crazy caps in between you stick to the large caps you understand and you learn what you are trying to do there in the market and then you would be in a better position to say okay now i can say at least give say 10% of my portfolio to small caps because you you know what you are trying to do there then it would be great so krishna how are index fund different from the funds we have discussed above so actually index fund is a very great instrument uh, and what it fundamentally tries to do see index fund is a passively managed fund and we already know that there are multiple indices in the market say something like a sensex or a nifty is actually an index so what the index actually does is that it is a collection of say sensex is a collection of 30 stocks nifty is a collection of 50 stocks based on market capitalization right so an index fund what it tries to do is that it tries to mimic the index that it is following so so a nifty index fund if you are investing in an nifty index fund what fundamentally happens is that say if you are investing 1 lakh rupees the fund manager has to try to put this 1 lakh rupee in the specific uh, say percentage that the nifty or the uh, index is composed of say uh, maybe 8 percentage of nifty would be comprised of say reliance then if you are putting 1 lakh rupees in an index fund the fund manager's duty is to make sure that 8000 rupees of the fund that you have put in goes to reliance and other 49 stocks in the percentage that the index is made up of so the other mutual funds are actually known as actively managed because the fund manager has an active role because he would be uh, say learning fundamentals technicals and he would be actively picking stocks and he would be uh, churning it but for an index fund he won't be doing that he would just be trying to mirror the index with as much accuracy as possible and another aspect is that given that these are passively managed fund and there is no there isn't actually much role for the fund manager the expense ratios for index funds are actually much lower than actively managed fund so if there is a 1 percentage difference between an actively managed and passively managed fund it is like you are actually getting 1 percentage additional return uh, just because you are investing in an index fund krishna you said that these index funds are passively managed funds but uh, don't you think that here the fund manager's liberty is decreased and uh, there is no power for him to take decisions because most of the stocks uh, are uh, really dependent upon the indexes so there is not much role of the fund manager in these funds so uh, do you think like uh, the fund manager's ability is not totally utilized in these funds or we can make more profit out of uh, funds if the fund manager does it effectively see uh, google that is actually true but see the question is index investing makes it very easier for a huge percentage of the population right see if you if you take a fund manager xyz a common man might not be in the position to analyze the fund manager and say that okay this manager is good right so actually there is a terminology known as a fund manager risk that how much percentage of your return is actually dependent on the fund manager say there is xyz mutual fund and there is abc fund manager with the X- mutual fund people are actually afraid that if the fund manager leaves the fund house the fund won't be able to perform as well as it used to do in the past years right so actually that there is a risk associated with expecting a fund manager to deliver so if you are investing in index directly you are bound to get what the returns the market is offering you right it is true that there is no positive like you are not going to get additional returns but you are also not going to lose any returns on that front so also another factor is that so coming to the conversation of active versus passive there was actually a very interesting bet uh, that was back in 2008 uh, 
between Warren Buffett and I don't know his name, uh, another fund manager, hedge fund manager. So the bet was that uh, Warren Buffett said that in the next 10 year period, he said that index fund would be beating all other actively managed uh, mutual funds. And uh, in 2018, actually, that was what happened. And the bet was for around $1 million, but not a big deal for Warren Buffett, but still he won. Right? So what it shows, see, it is true that US is a very mature market. And uh, in India, we do have scope for actively managed mutual funds, but index funds are something that you should consider. We all know uh, what happened with Sensex and FT, right? Uh, say back in um, 1985 or 1975, I don't exactly remember the year, Sensex was around 100. Now it is somewhere around 38,000, 39,000. So that is the kind of growth that it had, had in the past 30, 40 years. And even going forward, that would be very true because see, fundamentally, the returns from a stock market is dependent on how the economy is doing. And we are extremely bullish on what India is going to do in the next 30, 40, 50 years, right? So, and that is what the time frame that we should be having. We definitely can expect India to do well, if not in the short run, in the long run at least. And uh, we expect if you take nothing else and just blindly invest in an index fund, See, you're not going to analyze mutual fund returns. You're not going to analyze who the fund manager is. You are not going to analyze what the portfolio of the fund is. You just blindly invest in the index fund and you are bound to do better than a huge percentage of the population. True, Krishna. Krishna, we have heard about a lot of uh, terms associated with these mutual funds. Exit load and expense ratio. You also talked about it before this. So uh, can you explain more about these terms so that our audience can understand what these terms are? So expense ratio is like one of the most important uh, ratios when you're speaking about a mutual fund. What it means is that, see, fundamentally, as an investor, if you are investing in mutual fund, you don't have any expense uh, that you are directly paying, right? But how do you think the mutual fund house is going to make a profit on, out of that? So that is basically, they are, they are going to take a percentage of your total holding on an yearly basis for their activities, say paying the fund manager, uh, running the fund house and stuff like that. So how it does is that, assume that your investment, I mean, uh, by investment, I mean not the mutual fund, but the investment that the mutual fund is investing in. That grew from 100 to 116 in one year. That would be like 16 percentage. The underlying instrument had grown by 16 percentage. But what the mutual fund house is going to do is that they are going to have an expense ratio of say something like two percentage what you are going to fundamentally get at the end of the day as returns is not going to be 16 percentage you're only going to get 14 percentage where did this two percentage or two rupees go it goes to the fund house so if you look at from the outside you're not actually paying the fund house to maintain the mutual fund but they are not secretly but uh, they are actually taking a small percentage from the actual returns and giving you the rest. So this difference is known as an expense ratio. So usually there are funds from 0.1 percentage to let's say something like 2.5 percentage. 2.5 percentage would be very huge. And why did I say that 2.5 percentage would be very huge? Because see, we might not understand the full implication of the expense ratio because we don't think like that right say if you take i'll just give you one example that i've already mentioned in the uh, article if you take 10 lakh rupees and invest it as a lump sum at 15 percentage for 25 years it grows to 
it grows to 4 crore and 15 lakhs you add 1% of ex expense ratio to that equation the net returns becomes 14% instead of 15% and in that case your investment would only be 3 crore 24 lakhs so that is like a difference of 90 lakh rupees over 25 years and the funny thing is you didn't know that you paid 90 lakh rupees to the mutual fund house over 25 years because if they had asked you for 90 lakhs you would never give it to them right so that is why they have uh, very cleverly included this expense ratio into the uh, workings of the mutual fund so the next ratio or the next factor that you should be aware of is something known as an exit load not every fund house uh, has an exit load or not every mutual fund has an exit load but what it fundamentally tries to do is that say you bought a fund today and you want to sell it after say one month certain mutual fund houses have a exit load of say one percentage if you are going to redeem your mutual funds before one year it depends on uh, mutual fund to mutual fund but the fundamental idea is that it is to discourage investors from uh, what do you say trying to juggle between mutual funds right krishna as a uh, new employee joining to a company there is always something like uh, there is always uh, a thought in our mind that uh, we should save tax so can this mutual fund help us in saving tax or are there any funds which uh, which focuses on saving tax also so actually there is an instrument for saving tax in mutual funds it is known as elss or equity linked saving schemes so you can actually invest up to rupees 1 lakh 50000 per financial year and you will be eligible for tax deduction under atc the fact that you have to see is that this is as per the old income tax regime if you are uh, if you are opting for the new income tax system uh, there is no atc and all stuff like that right so if you are opting for the new tax system then it doesn't make much sense to invest in elss or else if you are going by the old system you can definitely invest up to rupees 150000 per financial year on elss mutual funds and the other important aspect regarding elss is that there is a lock in period of 3 years if you invest rupees 1 lakh in an ELSS mutual fund, you can only withdraw it after three years. That is one of the downside to um, ELSS mutual funds. Krishna, when we see about the type of mutual funds, uh, we always have two options that is, direct plan and regular plan. So, whenever we go to a website, they will show whether uh, you are having regular plan or direct plan. But what is the difference between these terms? What is regular and what is direct? So, as I already mentioned, you are going to buy mutual fund from a mutual fund house right so the direct plan is that you are directly going to the fund house and buying it directly from them the next option is a regular plan uh, a regular plan you would be having a broker uh, and you are buying it through the broker from the mutual fund house the difference between the two comes in expense ratios a regular plan might have an expense ratio of 2 percentage Whereas a direct plan only has an expense ratio of 1%. The other 1% is actually going to your broker for the amount that you are investing. So that is not a good plan. And every mutual fund have to compulsorily provide a direct plan. So I would say you don't go with regular plan. You only buy mutual funds through a direct plan. Say, but now even brokers like Zeroda, or say even grow or et money or paytm money are actually offering uh, direct mutual fund plans and at 
zero percentage commission for these brokers so you can use any of those apps to buy mutual funds so coming to the next category of mutual funds that is debt funds so what exactly uh, it is krishna how is it different from others so a debt mutual fund has already mentioned invest in debt instruments like say corporate bonds government bonds or debentures or government securities how it differs from stock market is that your returns from a stock market or an equity uh, mutual fund is dependent on the market if the market is doing bad or if the market fell 20 30% uh, chances are high that your mutual fund is going also going to fall 20 30% but this is where debt mutual funds come into play for debt mutual funds the interest or yield is already fixed or not for a mutual fund for the underlying instrument so you kind of know that okay i'm going to get 7% yield or more or less 6 to 7 to 8% yield you know that and this being a fixed income uh, instrument even if the stock market crashes you can be pretty sure that uh, your debt mutual fund is going to grow at the same rate there might be a fall say per- percentage or two but that is mostly due to investors panicking and not because of why the stock market fell so that is why it is very necessary to have debt mutual so i'll give my own example of what happened uh, say during in the march of 2020 when the market crashed because of the coronavirus issue so most of the mutual funds or even my mutual funds fell by around uh, 30 to 35 percentage but a good debt mutual fund barely fell by a percentage or two now you can try and understand why it is that important right and uh, even coming to debt mutual fund there are multiple types uh liquid funds corporate bond funds uh duration funds such as like overnight fund ultra short duration low duration short duration medium duration medium to long duration and long duration fundamentally what it tries to communicate is that if it is a medium duration fund the mutual fund is going to invest in debt instrument that have a medium duration of its investment like it might be in investing in say government of india securities that is going to mature in say 3 or 4 years so that is what the duration is trying to communicate there are multiple factors but definitely you should be considering uh, adding debt mutual fund to your portfolio just so that you have a better risk adjusted return and uh, your portfolio volatility would also be very low not very low but comparatively lower when you are having a 100% equity portfolio Krishna you gave a brief introduction of hybrid hybrid mutual fund in the beginning so i think it's a it's an interesting thing because it's a combination of equity and debt mutual funds where uh, we can expect both uh, that uh, so it will be having more returns as well as the risk will be lower so tell us more about that if you are a beginner investor hybrid mutual funds are also something that you can definitely try because it gives you the best of both world right equity as well as debt so here by nature of the mutual fund uh, the fund manager is supposed to take both equity as well as debt and say if you take something like an aggressive hybrid fund only 75% of the total portfolio can be in stocks so by nature of the fund uh, you are going to have 75% of your portfolio in equity and the remaining 25% would be in uh, fixed income options so your asset allocation is already being taken care of if you are already invested inning in an aggressive hybrid fund there is no need for you to uh, sit and uh, decide upon asset allocation is this right is this wrong so one single 
uh, hybrid mutual fund can actually take care of like all your investing worries like you don't need to do research i mean you need to do research which is a good uh, hybrid mutual fund but you don't have to do research like okay is this the best large cap fund is this the best fund that is giving returns on the equity side then which debt mutual fund will i choose so that i have the right allocation and stuff like that the entire discussion is taken care of by the hybrid mutual fund and the fund manager so krishna if we want to research more about a particular mutual fund or uh, if we want to make a comparison between the mutual funds which website we should go for uh, especially for this uh, exit load then expense ratio all these terms where all these are correctly mentioned which website we should refer so i guess most of us would already be using money control and that's actually one of the great sites for like analyzing like uh, getting details of funds but i guess there is one more website it is known as uh, value research online uh, you can just google it out value research you will be taken to website they have a very detailed section for mutual funds you will find all these details like what is the exit load what is the minimum uh, investment that you should be making what is the minimum sip amount or who is the fund manager and what's the uh, fund launch what is the kind of return that the fund has gotten say one month three month six month one year five year 10 year uh, all these kind of details uh, you will definitely find it on value research and even there is another website known as morningstar india morningstar you can go to that website also uh, you will find 99.99% of all the details that you need for a mutual fund on uh these two website primarily value research and morningstar even even money control is a very good website but it's mostly oriented at stocks for mutual funds i would suggest value research and morningstar so after going to this website what all things we have to look for basically if i'm uh, searching for a mutual fund so uh, if i want a comparison between the mutual fund which all things i should compare between krishna so let's assume that you are in value research website you have uh, say selected a mutual fund and you are in the specific page for the mutual fund the fundamentally you would be looking at something like what is the niv then you would definitely be looking at expense ratios then uh, what would be the return since launch say maybe it was launched 10 years back what is the cagr that it had been providing for the past 10 years return since launch you would be looking at then definitely returns uh, it's known as trailing returns past one month six month uh, one year three year five year seven year and 10 year you will see what is the return that it had given and the next thing that you want to look forward is that what is the return that the specific benchmark has given and you need to analyze that okay this fund has consistently bet the benchmark right because see if the actively managed mutual fund is enabled to or unable to beat its benchmark then you would be far better if you are just investing in the index fund of that uh, specific index right so you make sure that the fund has consistently outperformed that the index that it is tracking that is one area then you should definitely be looking at risk so if you go to value research you will uh, find a table uh, by name of risk measures there you will have multiple parameters but something uh, that i would recommend is three factors the first one is mean uh, so what what it says is that this is the average percentage return per year return that it had generated over the past 3 years so if the mean is like 12 percentage you know that okay over the past 3 years the fund had on average produced a return of 12 percentage the next one is standard deviation so maybe we would have 
all uh, heard this in statistics class but i guess none of it paid any attention back then so this standard deviation is like how much is the mean going to vary so if the standard deviation is say something like 6 percentage then the fund return is like 12 plus or minus 6 percentage it is going to vary between 6 percentage and 18 percentage so that makes it a bit more clear right of uh, what kind of a return can you expect it is always better if you have a very small standard deviation because say if you if your mean is 12 percentage and your standard deviation is 1 you are pretty much sure that you are going to get a return between 11 and 13 percentage right so first one is mean higher the better the next one is standard deviation the lower the better the other two ratios are beta and alpha so what is beta beta is like uh, how much is the mutual fund trying to mirror the uh, index that it is following a beta of 1 would say that if the index is moving up by 10 the uh, mutual fund is also moving up by 10 if it is falling by 10 the mutual fund is also falling by 10 but a beta less than 1 say a beta of 0.9 what it means the index is falling by 10 but the mutual fund is only falling by 9 but the opposite is also true if the index gains by 10 the mutual fund is only going to gain 9 it is it is a measure of how much volatile the mutual fund is when compared to this corresponding index right so a lower beta is preferable uh, but you must know that if the market is moving up rapidly your return would also be a bit lower than the corresponding index so that is something that you have to keep in mind the next factor is alpha alpha is the percentage return in excess of what the index have given you say if the index had moved by 10% and your stock had moved by say 13% the difference between the two that is 3% or 3 would be your alpha so i guess you if you go to the value research website and you just see these uh, three or four numbers mean standard deviation beta and alpha you would be in a better position to compare mutual funds say if you if you take two mutual funds one mutual fund has a mean of 12 the other is 14 you definitely know 14 is better and coming to standard deviation one has a standard deviation of 20 and other has a standard deviation of 10 you know 10 is better so and you factor in all these uh, uh, factors and you just compare and make a clear decision it's actually pretty easy if you start doing it true krishna it was quite interesting so we talked a lot about mutual funds uh, and i think our audience will be pretty happy with uh, the the way you talked and uh, the way you cleared the doubts in the audience mind so i'll just uh, give a recap of what we have discussed so first of all we discussed about what are mutual funds and how it is different from other investment measures like shares and bonds then we came to type of mutual funds we talked about equity equity mutual funds debt mutual funds uh then hybrid mutual funds we also talked about index funds and uh, we talked about some of the terms which determines the mutual fund like exit load exit exit load and expense ratio then we also discussed about how you can compare different type of mutual funds and how you can select mutual funds based on the ratios and other measures so that's all for today guys uh thank you so much and have a great day Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Conversations with Reinforced Engineers podcast. Hope you found value in the discussion and do tune in for next episodes. And in case if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for updates on future episodes. Thank you once again and have a great day.